This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. I'm Jim, let's go. Pep Guardiola is left hanging by Maurizio Sarri, who can't get away and down to the dressing room fast enough. Last week, as we were making the show, the story of Notts County's penis gate was only just beginning. Now, the story goes that club owner Alan Hardy has put Notts County up for sale after accidentally sending a picture of his genitals into the world of social media. It's now been pretty much fully covered, unlike his groin. So it means we can get involved in a whole load of cheap knob gags. Today we can talk about how the story unfurled itself. Oh, do we have to, Jim? We can really look at the detail at length. All right, all right, that's enough. And the fact, of course, that it's really shafted the supporters. Jim! And, of course, how it's a right royal cock and balls of a mess. That doesn't even make any sense. OK, so here's what happened. Alan Hardy, owner of Notts County Football Club, wanted to show the world the fickle nature of football fans by posting two messages from the same fan online. One was wishing him a happy Christmas and the other one was telling him how he'd ruined the football club. He took a screenshot and posted those tweets, not realising that he'd also screenshotted his camera roll, which featured a snap of not-so-little Alan. The saving grace maybe being that it was in fact a photo of Alan's softy rather than Alan's hardy. Embarrassing. I mean, things aren't going great at Notts County right now, and some fans had been demanding Hardy out. But I'm not sure this is quite what they had in mind. Hardy has now apologised for the honest mistake, but he still put the club instantly up for sale, which feels like a little bit of an overreaction, doesn't it? It's classic distraction tactics. Donald Trump does it all the time. He says something incredibly stupid, gets everyone talking about that, and whilst they are, he sneaks in a little bit of anti-immigration policy whilst everyone's looking the other way. Actually, that's probably giving Trump a little bit too much credit but you get the idea. It's all fake news. I do have sympathy for Hardy. Here is a man who saved this club from going into liquidation. He's ploughed £10 million of his own money into county, and it's all been undone by an undone zipper. As far as chairmen go, you could do much worse. But now all that good work counts for nothing, simply because everyone has seen his penis. Look at the other magpies. Forget showing people a picture of your cock. Up at Newcastle, Mike Ashley has been behaving like a complete cock for decade, and somehow he's still in charge. Where's the justice in that? You have to admire Hardy for owning up and trying not to hide behind excuses, right? Sadly, that kind of behaviour completely rules him out of potentially one day stepping up and taking the chairman's job in Merseyside anytime soon. Because in their bid to grab their first top division title in nearly 28 years, Liverpool are doing some impressive things on the football pitch and some embarrassing things off it. Jurgen Klopp seems to have inherited Jose Mourinho's title of chief excuse maker as the club have begun to stutter a bit in recent weeks. After blaming recent poor results on wind, snow and the pitch, football fans were quick to predict what Jurgen might blame their 1-1 draw with West Ham on last weekend with the favourite being... Yeah, it was the first time I experienced bubbles in England. It made the grass very slippy. We cannot be expected to play in slightly soft grass. He didn't quite go that far, but he was like an excuse machine gun when he spoke to Sky Sports straight after the game. It um, was very difficult because of the opponent, because of our own situation and because of the style of play of the opponent, because of the things we had to do tonight. 
That's a lot of things to blame. Keep your powder dry, mate. You'll probably need something to blame your performance on next time as well. Klopp also seemed to be taking issue with the linesman during the game, who missed a massive three offside calls, all in Liverpool's favour, and one which resulted in the goal that got them a point. It didn't make much sense, but here's what he said. For people that might say a goal was offside and uh, the chance at the end was offside, uh, I disagree when you look at the game as a whole. How does looking at the game as a whole affect if a player was onside or offside? Does he mean that his players spent more time during the game onside than offside so it doesn't count? If that's the case, and I'd even say that was a bit debatable, does that kind of defence work in other walks of life as well? If so, I have the perfect excuse for when I next get pulled over for speeding. I'm sorry, officer. You might think that I was doing 40 in a 30 zone, but I disagree. If you look at my journey as a whole earlier, I spent a good 10 minutes stuck in traffic. Hmm? Maybe it's something that just runs in Liverpool's DNA, because club legend John Barnes has been rolling out the excuses too, and not of a footballing variety. There's been a fair bit of attention on some comments made by Liam Neeson this week when he admitted to having had, in the past, aggressive racist thoughts. I'm sure you've seen them already, and I'm not going to go into them here, but many people have been very quick to condemn the comments. However, Neeson may have found an unlikely cheerleader in the ever-widening shape of John Barnes, who defended him speaking on Sky Sports. I believe that Liam Neeson deserves a medal, and I'll tell you why. What he actually went on to say is that he was ashamed and horrified by the way he felt. We have people who've been doing it and keeping it quiet for 20 years, but as long as you don't admit it, then we think everything is okay. It was a passionate defence, and it adds balance to what was an increasingly one-sided argument. But since when did we start asking footballers what they think about current events? It's a slippery slope having John Barnes and other footballers on the news. Before we know it, the news at 10 is going to sound like this. John Barnes says Liam Neeson deserves a medal for admitting racist thoughts. Lee Dixon says that the UK's universal credit scheme needs a complete overhaul. Carlton Palmer tells us his plans to bring peace and harmony to the Korean Peninsula. And Arsene Wenger has been appointed by the government to handle Brexit negotiations. Actually, that last one's not a bad idea. He seemed quite slick when it came to getting out of Europe. That's it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure you have subscribed to this podcast so you never miss another show. It means you don't have to find it every time on your favourite podcasting apps. It means you can just turn it on, get a notification when a new show comes out, which tends to be every single Monday morning. Also, follow us on Twitter, at On The Left Side, for loads more football goodness, and we will see you soon. Bye! On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson.